Welcome to Family Unmuted, where Ruben and Tiana Estrada open the door to their lives as real estate brokers, owners of a family business, parents, and everything in between. This is our world, Unmuted. All right, welcome back to another episode of Family Unmuted. I'm Ruben Estrada. We have a guest here today, Chandler Sinclair, Lockstep Mortgage. And uh, we're here to talk about what the heck is a heckum loan. So, <laughs> so Chandler, thank you for being here, man. Of course, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So I've been at Lockstep Mortgage for five years and shifted my focus to reverse mortgages, specifically FHA's reverse mortgage called a home equity conversion mortgage, a HECM. So that's what the heck a HECM is. That's the acronym <laughs> H-E-C-M. H-E-C-M. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. And uh, tell us a little bit about how you got into mortgages and yeah. what you did before that. So. Yeah, so I was at CU Boulder, um, got to know my mom's mortgage broker when she bought a place and thought, hey, I could do this too. And it, that's been history ever since. Wow, cool, man. Yeah. Well, let's just jump right into this. Um, you said reverse mortgages. So I don't know if some people just turned off this podcast right off, right when <laughs> Maybe you said that. Maybe they're asleep, oh, yeah, we'll do a or, check, yeah, yeah, right? Like, or they're just like, oh, man, I don't know about reverse mortgages. So let's talk about the elephant in the room. Sure, yeah. And it is truly a reverse mortgage, mm-hmm. right? Right, because it's negatively amortizing. Uh-huh. So the loan balance increases over time if no payments are made. Most people choose not to make payments because it's not required. They live in the home as their primary and they pay their taxes, they pay their insurance, and they maintain the home. And as long as they do that, they can stay in the home without being required to make any payments. Okay, cool. And what would you say is the best candidate for this type of loan product? So I see a HECM as a retirement tool. So a tool is not going to be applicable to everybody. It's not a one-size-fits-all solution to your retirement planning, but it's a great tool to be able to incorporate into the mix. Um, It's for somebody who is maybe taking distributions from their retirement accounts, and they're trying to maybe preserve those accounts in times of volatility like we've seen. Mm -hmm. And it's much harder for those accounts to recover after you're still taking distributions while those accounts are down. So it's a it's a great way to actually preserve your retirement accounts. Sure, you're you're dipping into your home equity and that's going to decrease, but you're preserving a totally different asset. Mhm. Right. No, that's pretty cool. Um so are there age requirements? Yeah, 62 um is the age requirement, so uh, one person's got to be 62. Um but yeah, going back to you know the elephant in the room, people hear reverse, their guards go up, yep. and understandably so because the, this loan has changed quite a bit since they first since it first came out. Ronald Reagan signed this into into law in late '80s, wow. so this has come a long way. It has had major updates in 2014. They added spousal protections. So say you're 62, you're married to someone who's 60. Um, as long as all that's disclosed at the time of getting the reverse and they stay married and they stay living in the home, then that 60-year-old spouse is able to still stay in the home even if the actual borrower passes. Mm. So there's, there's enhanced protections for spouses, which didn't exist prior. Mm. And 
also, um, you know, borrowers, they stay on title. They retain ownership. So one thing I hear pretty frequently is, oh, the bank's going to take my home. Mm-hmm. Well, your name is on title. Your name stays on title. Um, you can have whomever, whomever you want on title. They go take the required counseling, maybe make sure everyone is on the same page with what's going on with the property, what's going on with the mortgage. And it's just a much better product than what it had been in the past. Mm. So you mentioned required counseling. So what is what does that mean? So required counseling is, it's great. I love that the borrowers have to, um, and, and even non-borrowers sometimes have to do this counseling because it's uh, an, impro- an approved HUD counselor, third party, and they're making sure that whatever the loan person is telling you is accurate. Hmm. And they want to make sure that they're, you're presented with all options because maybe this isn't the best tool for you to use for retirement. So hmm. they'll present you with some different options. And really, um, it's just great to have another person in the room there saying, hey, this is what it is. Here are your options. Is this still a good fit for you and for the client to make the decision? Sure. Cool. And is that local? You know, is that available locally? You can get it done online or okay. in person. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I think one of the misconceptions out there or myths out there is that you have to have your home paid off already. You okay. do need to have a bit of equity. So okay. I, I, a safe thing is, all right, if, if my current loan is at 50% of my home value, you may be able to make it work. Okay. Um, so the way that your avail- availability for this for this new loan, they call it the principal limit, um, is determined by the interest rate, your home value, and your age. So mm-hmm. they factor in your life expectancy is how they do that. So the older you are, the more you can borrow. Mm, okay, gotcha. All right, cool. Um, so what are some of the other benefits of this loan? I mean, can you use the funds for anything? What- so what's nice is that the IRS.gov FAQ says, HECM proceeds, these are, these are loan proceeds. Any funds you receive from your HECM are loan proceeds. Hmm. Meaning not income. Meaning it's not income. Ah. So that's pretty significant when you start thinking, okay, this does not affect my Medicare, Medicaid income mm, yes. uh, qualifications and, and such like that. And you're not taxed on this on these funds that you draw as income. So it's a very cool. It's a very it, it's a good benefit. It's this whole loan is designed to benefit seniors. Right. For them to stay in their home and for them to enjoy retirement. Right. And are, can you use those? So basically, you get these funds from the equity from your home, and you could use those for repairs, Correct. renovation, mm-hmm. um, you know, to help offset some of the, like you said, volatility in the market. Um, it's not taxable by the IRS because they don't see it as income. Right. Um, so you're not, re, you're not reporting these funds anywhere on your tax return, right? Right, right. Um, Obviously, check with your CPA. <laughs> right. We're not accountants. Yeah, throw out the disclaimer. Uh, right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> the CYA a little bit there. Uh, but that is an amazing, amazing tool. Right. Um, right. And it's a great head. It's, it's also a great hedge against inflation. Ooh. So we've obviously seen inflation numbers have been really bad in the last couple of years. Um, and, and longevity. You know, how long am I going to live? Is my retirement planning enough? 
right. to get me through retirement comfortably. Because mm. um, because money's got to come from somewhere, right? So right. Right. you know you have a good safety net with um, the unused portion of the line of credit is growing based on the interest rate. Mm. So even in high rate environments like we're in now, mm-hmm. it still can be a benefit to the borrowers because. They can pay, make optional payments if they choose. When they do so, it opens. It can open up the line of credit, um, and then that unused portion is growing. So you have compound interest growing as a safety net in case you do need uh, medical medical care. you know sure. expense. You know, God forbid sure. something happens, right. then you have a good safety net to lean on. Right. Right. Wow. So this almost seems a little too good to be true. Um, what are what are some of the downsides to this? Yeah, some of the downsides are it's it's more expensive to set up. So FHA they take they take your home value and then they say, hey, we need to make sure that we can make this type of loan available to seniors. So they mm-hmm. take two percent um, of your home value as an upfront mortgage insurance premium. Okay. So uh, that that's typically why you see those those closing costs are are higher than, you know, a mm. traditional mortgage. Okay. Um, but in exchange for you paying that 2%, you are not required to make any payments mm. and you can never be underwater with the home either. Mm. And that's true for the heirs in a state as well. So if let's say the home, it's a negatively amortizing loan, right? So let's say that loan balance keeps increasing and let's say your home value starts dipping. You know, we've seen home values start going down a little bit. But sure. Sure. Nothing, nothing too crazy yet. Right, right. <laughs> um, but let's say your loan balance becomes higher than your home value. Mm. Okay, you go to pay off that loan. Let's say you move, or the last borrower or protected spouse passes away, or it's no longer their primary. The payoff on it is only ninety-five percent of what the home appraises for. Mm. So gotcha. that's to factor in. Paying agents for the closing costs if you sell sure. a home. Right. Um, but the heirs could also pay off that loan, 95% of whatever the home appraises for, and then they could refinance it into their own name, into mm. a conventional mortgage, an FHA mortgage. Um, as long as that HECM is getting paid off, then the heirs can put it into their own name. Right. And I think that's some of the pushback that we get when we meet with folks um, is, you know, they want to leave something as part of an inheritance to their kids. Of course, yeah. Um, so I think that's that's a that's a kind of a safety or it's kind of a way to ensure that there's some built-in equity for the family. Um, God forbid if something happens to them, and um, or there's enough room to pay closing costs and things that were you know the heirs do not have to have any financial burden after. Um, that person passes. Right, So right. But one of the major considerations when meeting with a client is, hey, are there any adult children living in the home? Mm. Something like that. How does that work? So it's just setting the expectation is everything, right? So you meet with the client, say there's an, their adult child is living with them. We've seen that happen. Absolutely. A lot more frequently. Yes. In, in recent years. Um, and so it's a consideration because, all right, well, when the borrower passes, the parent passes, let's say, 
um, you know, that HECM is then due and payable. Mm-hmm. So you have up to six months to get it paid. You work with the servicer, um, showing them, hey, either the home is listed for sale, we're trying to pay it off, or we're refinancing it, trying to pay it off. Mm. Um, you could also, if they have sufficient assets, they could just use other assets gotcha. as well gotcha. to pay it off. Um, okay. But it's a consideration because you got to make sure that adult child knows what their responsibilities will be when they inherit the home because right. that, that mortgage needs to be addressed. Right, right. So make good sure point. that they can qualify is, is usually the big big issue there. Okay, all right. Um, I think we've covered a majority of, you know, what a HECM loan is. Um, are there other, a HECM is a, is a HUD approved FHA loan. Are there some conventional products where you could take advantage of something very similar um, at a younger age, or not? Not that I'm aware, or okay. that I do. I okay. I like that it is FHA insured. Okay. So that that's huge. We actually closed a client last uh, last month, early November, with reverse mortgage funding. Mm. Okay, reverse mortgage funding declared Chapter 11 bankruptcy last week. Ah. Okay. So gotcha. called the client, told him, hey, you don't have anything to worry about. This, this loan is insured by the government. Hmm. You're going to be able to access those funds available to you in your line of credit. Um, you know, it's, it's really a lot of peace of mind there by cool. having Uncle Sam's stamp of approval. Gotcha. Cool. No, I think that's very important to bring up because there's so much volatility going on right now. Um, that people are just a little unsure mm-hmm. on, on what's going on. So um, what else should I have asked that I didn't ask about this loan program? The, the only thing that I would really just drive home here is that this is a retirement tool. All I'm doing as the loan person is offering this up as one source of where are you going to get money in retirement? Working mm. with those financial advisors, financial planners, and saying, hey, here's a tool that could maybe benefit this client so that they can enjoy retirement, so that they don't have to worry about being house rich, sitting on all this equity, but not being able to access any of it. Sure. So it's really a tool that isn't right for everybody, and you should be working with a financial advisor and seeing, hey, is this something that we should incorporate? Should we look into? Um, if my 401k, it's, it's mainly comprised of securities, which mm-hmm. can be volatile. So let's throw in an uncorrelated asset, your home, home equity, home value, into the retirement planning mix. Right, right. And really using that home as what it was meant to be, and that's an asset. Right. And have that start working for you. Because um, you've built, you've paid off your mortgage, or your mortgage is very low, and that's what we see most of the time. Um, and you know, you've worked hard for that, right? So and how do you access? It. How do you access that equity? Mm-hmm. You know, you either sell it, you refinance, or you, you know, you got to do something with it. Otherwise, that, those funds, that equity, is just inaccessible. Right. So this is makes it really nice to tap into that. Well, one of the things that I forgot to ask was, um, you know, most people think that, or they've, they've tried to do this, is they go to their banks and they try to get a loan, but they're only living on social security. 
Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of income coming in. So how does that work as far as qualifying on just maybe Social Security? Yeah, so the qualifying for a FHA HECM is completely different than if you went out and you tried to buy a home with an FHA loan. Mm, okay. So they look at credit and income completely differently. Income, it's based on your the region that you're in and the household size. Mm. One nice thing that they do for the income calculation, because they know a lot of seniors are on fixed income mm-hmm. and it's going to be harder to qualify for a traditional mortgage, is they do an asset dissipation calculation based on your Whoa. life expectancy. What the heck did you just say? Right, right, right. So let's break it down. <laughs> Sounds like a new ailment. Yeah, right, seriously, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to the doctor yeah, after this, right? So let's say a borrower is 70 years old. Okay, based on their life expectancy, they'll be living another 15 years. Okay. They take the amount of assets that they have, say, in their checking account. Um, They can use 100% of those assets. And if they have anything that could have a possible um, federal tax thing, they take 85% of the asset. Mm. So... um, what they do then is divide your life expect the the assets that you have divided by your life expectancy to get that income. Mm. So it's it's much better say you have a $50,000 $50, in a savings account. Mm. You're 70. Mm-hmm. Divide by 180, that's just over $200 in monthly income that they can use mm. to meet that residual income okay. in the household size. So that it's, would be it's like much more flexible. And on top so, of Social Security, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So they, they do uh, look at your debts and make sure that uh, everything will be good there. Um, and then as far as credit goes, there's no credit scores. Mm. They Really, the most recent two-year history is crucial that's what the underwriter is going to be looking at Mm. the most to see hey do you have any lates in the last two years on your mortgage you know you can have no lates in the last 12 months on a mortgage but you could have two lates in the last in in months 13 to 24 so in that second year if you have a you know a couple lates that's okay even if you do have lates recently they set up a life expectancy set aside if you have enough equity they can, we can still get it done. Wow. So it's, and at that point, if, if you need a life expectancy set aside, it's called a Lisa. And then the lender pays your taxes and insurance for you on your behalf. Kind of like similar to an escrow with a traditional mortgage. You could think of it that way. So even with some blemishes on your credit, right? it doesn't automatically disqualify you from this. We really need to sit down and look at what are the, the issues. Whole picture. Yeah. Right. And then figure out, you know, are these things that we can work through? Um, and hopefully get you approved, which it sounds like they're pretty right. And in the, the, the underwriting is they want to help seniors. They want to get these approved and they look at extenuating circumstances for those. If you do have blemishes on your mm. credit history, you know, Hey, was there a medical thing? Let's mm. document it. That, that's a great reason. Right. If, did you lose a spouse? You know, that's, you're, you're getting a less income into the house. It's understandable to be late. Right. So Although, if, if any we, kind of hardship. Right. If you've right. got a hardship that we can document, then great. You don't even need a Lisa at that point. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. So it, it's really, it truly is designed to benefit seniors, trying to get them approved and, and just help them in retirement. Okay. Cool. Well, how do people get a hold of you if this is something that they're considering 
or just like to talk to you more about? Sure. Yeah. So I love to meet in person. Um, it's it's just best to go over. It is a complicated in loan, and sure, I mean, there's can, a lot of moving. It can parts. definitely be yeah. complicated. So sure. sitting down with somebody, figuring out, all right, what are your pain points? Are you trying to consolidate debt? Are you trying to do home renovations? Make the home safer. You know, mm. but let's put a ramp in. Let's let's make it where let's make Wheelchair the home work accept, uh, right. Accessible. Let's make Things the like home work for you. Right. Um. You know. So and then going over those those specific things to tailor this retirement tool to the client. Um, but going back to how they can get in contact with me, I'm local. I'm here in Thornton. I live in Denver. Happy to meet with people in person. My cell is 303-710-2649. Cool. And if you're listening to this podcast, just mention Family Unmuted to Chandler and we'll take care of the appraisal for you. Yeah. So that's an, that's how much we, um, we know that this is a powerful tool for anybody 62 and over that, um, you know, maybe could use a little help or just offset some of the retirement issues that they're having. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Well, thanks for being here. Appreciate yeah. you. No, thanks so much for having me. All right, man. See ya. All right.